0: The Red Hot Summer Tour returns in 2018 with an absolutely phenomenal lineup: Susie Quattro, The Angels, Baby Animals, Screaming Jets, Moving Pictures, and Chocolate Starfish. It'll return to the Mulwala Water Ski Club on the sixth of Jan. And joining me, founding member of The Angels, John Brewster. Hello, John.
1: Hi Pip, how are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Now this is an absolutely huge lineup.
1: Yeah, it sure is. It's uh, pretty exciting. Um, yeah, we've we've played with Susie Quattro before. She's still absolutely amazing, and uh, and and so are we, if I do do say so. We're, we're <laughs> playing great, and uh, you know, we've, we've last uh, many uh, last five years or so. It was actually six years now that Dave Gleason's been with us. Uh, it's been absolutely incredible, and. Uh, you know, we love the baby animals. Uh, screaming Jets can be pretty weird having Screaming Jets play on the same uh, occasion as as the Angels because Dave's singing in both bands. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was
0: going to ask you. He's doubling up. <laughs> yeah. He'd love it, wouldn't he?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, each band has its own identity, you know. And, and, you know, to me these days, the Angels is about it's about the people, but it's it's really it's about the name. It's about the the repertoire. You know, we've got a lot of songs that people love them. We love playing them, and Dave Dave's a great front man, so it's uh happy days.
0: Good stuff. Now Rick has recently had an infection, and I believe is how is he going?
1: Yeah, Rick's doing great. You know, he he uh, he had some problems. Um, uh, that can happen to anybody, uh, but he's he's okay. He was in a little bit of danger there for, for a while, but and it was a bit of a worry for us. But he's uh, he definitely he's had some surgery, and he's. Um, doing
0: great. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Now this, um, this lineup, obviously massive and huge, and you've played with Susie Quattro before. Have you played with the other bands or is this a bit of a first time?
1: Uh, we've, we've uh, yeah, we've played with the band Baby Animals quite a bit, actually, and uh, we, we love them. We, you know, they're a great band, and um, Screaming Jets also, uh, back in, you know, many years ago, Screaming Jets and, and Angels toured together and on, uh, called it the barbed wire ball, and, um, you know, we sort of became friends with Dave then, hmm. and, you know, as I say, Dave's been with us now for six years. I've never played with uh, ch- Chocolate Starfish before, but uh, from all accounts, they're a great band. I know they've had some hits. And, yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, and, and, and we've done the, the Ski Club a couple of times now, and that's uh, fantastic. We talk about red hot. I mean, <laughs> last time we played there, we nearly, nearly fried. But uh, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but it's a, it's a great venue, and um, we're looking forward to going up there again.
0: I'm imagining, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, uh, Suze from the Bo- Baby Animals will join Suzy Quattro on stage for a Suze Suze double-up. I reckon that would be incredible.
1: All right, well, that's a good suggestion. <laughs>
0: you can take that one with you, John.
1: Yeah, I will. Actually, yeah, Dave, Dave got up with us uh... Susie last time and that was good, the two of them, but uh, yeah, I take your point, I hadn't thought of that, Susie and Susie, yeah. That'd
0: yeah. be great. Now, <laughs> more than four decades in the industry, you've obviously done a lot, seen a lot, are you still loving getting out and playing live shows?
1: Yes, look, um, Pip, it's what it's all about, you know, it always has been, you know, when, when we formed the Angels back in Adelaide in uh, 1974, we just got into my old EH Holden station wagon and just started touring the country. And, and the, you know, the gigs are pretty ordinary. A lot of them were anyway. But, uh, and it took many years before we became successful at what we were doing. But uh, we've loved it from day one. And that, and we sort of learned to write songs by, you know, being influenced by various people, including, you know, Harry Vander and George Young, ACDC. You know, we were in the same stable as them. Mm. Um, and, and that creative side of it's a hugely important part for us, but we wrote songs in front of audiences. You know, we'd write a song, we'd put, we'd put it on stage that night, and if if it got a pretty lukewarm reaction, we might consider dropping that one and writing another one.
0: It's a great um, way to earn your chops, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's the best. I mean, to me, live performance is what it's all about. It's, you know, for a rock and roll band to, to be able to, uh, stand on a stage and deliver like we do. It's definitely exciting, not only for the audience, but for us as well.
0: And, John, I've got a question for you now. I've been reading this incredible book. It's by Murray Engelhart and it's Blood, Sweat & Beers, Oz Rock from the Aztecs to Rose Tattoo, which the Angels do feature in. And you quoted in here as saying, you reckon that Peter Garrett used to come to gigs and study Doc Neeson. Tell me about that.
1: Well, I... I... I know that Peter Garrett was a, a big fan of Doc's. It's just the, the hands thing, you know, that it, and which is a signature for, for Midnight Oil. And if he was listening to this interview, he might say, no, that's all wrong. But I, I don't know. He was definitely a big fan of, of ours and, and very influenced, I think, by Doc. Because we kind of... We, hit, so we sort of hit the big time before they did. And, mm. and uh, in fact, Midnight Oil supported us on a number of occasions. And, I mean, obviously, they went on to becoming huge. Uh, but I'm not suggesting that he copied doc at all. I just think he was a, uh, he admired doc and and maybe uh, used used some of Doc's techniques that thing you know with with the outstretched with hand the fingers uh, spread wide. Uh, that was definitely something doc was doing. but i don't I can't tell you whether. Peter Garrett was doing it before Doc or the other way around. I really don't know, but I I think maybe Doc was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say that he was. When you heard about the Oils getting back together and back out on the road, what was your response to that?
1: Well, you know, why not? You know, it's the thing. I mean, the thing is that the the book of rock and roll hasn't been written yet. You know, it's still being written. And some of these bands that have been around for a long, long time. Uh, just as great as they ever were. I mean, you know, the last time I saw the Rolling Stones, which is about, I think, three years ago in Adelaide Oval, uh, I thought that was the best I've ever seen them, I and I've seen a lot of Rolling Stone shows. Yeah, wow. Uh, you know, you look at ACDC, Rolling Stones, uh, I'll include us in that bag. You know, we're a great band, and we we don't play, you know, we don't turn the wick down. It's it's in the wick up, actually. We've got a young rhythm section. My son Sam plays bass, and, you know, Nick Norton on the drums are just amazing, so... I mean, as long as you're up there for the right reasons and, and and audiences can tell if you're not. The thing is, when you're on stage, the hips don't hurt. The knee doesn't hurt. That only does the next morning because <laughs> you feel about 20 years younger.
0: Yeah. Now, also, too, as you said earlier, you've performed with Susie Quattro before and with her yeah. coming out on this Red Hot Summer tour. Uh, how are you looking forward to that?
1: Well, very much, you know. Uh, it would be nice to see Susie again. I know she's a fan of ours and... You know, vice versa. She, she's a good rocker. You know, uh, lovely, lovely woman, great performer, and you know, we'll give her a hard act to follow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How Susie behind the scenes is she? A bit of a party animal, or
1: uh, look? I don't really know. I've had uh, quite a few chats with her, but it's just backstage uh, chats. We, you know, it's not like the old days where you go and have kind of a party. You know, <laughs> we look after ourselves these days. <laughs>
0: And what does yeah. that entail, John? Some cups of tea, or
1: it's not cups of tea, but it's uh, <laughs> it, it's not too much um, red wine or any other substances. So, yeah. no, I mean, you know, it's the downsides of going road. Really simply, is the travel. But then, on mm-hmm. the other hand, then we travel, and on a red hot, hot summer tour, we do a lot of uh, country driving and. I mean, it's great, it's a great country, so we get to go to wonderful
0: towns. Well, yeah, you do have some quite disparate shows, obviously, uh, coming here to Mulwala, and then you've got shows in South Australia like Mount Gambier, then right. to um, Victoria, including Mornington, Ballarat. But these shows kind of jump around. It's like you're in South Australia, then you're in Victoria, then you're WA, back to Victoria. So it is quite a lot of travel involved.
1: And there is, yeah, and, you know, we, we're used to it. We're good at it, uh, but... Um,
0: and I'm guessing the uh, the vehicle is has upgraded a little bit since the old EH.
1: Yeah, but the old EH I remember fondly. That that, that car never missed a beat. You just <laughs> turn that on and start, and off we'd go. We had retread tyres, so we couldn't afford proper tyres, and and we'd be overnighting from Melbourne to Sydney in the middle of the night with thousands of semi trailers and one lane going each each way, and it was really quite dangerous. We got through it all, and so you look back on all those tough times with great affection, yeah. and we'll be remembering them this year because we're releasing a book in, uh, in the beginning of August. So, Oh, tell third.
0: me about that.
1: Yeah, it's what's called The Angels, and the byline is Brothers, Angels and Demons. And uh, we got a foreword by Jimmy Barnes, and it's uh, I think the book's fantastic, so... You know, it's the first uh, book on the angels. So.
0: Who's writing it for you?
1: Uh, Bob Yates, actually, who used to manage my sex and is a good friend of ours, and good with a good with his words. And and you know, it's in collaboration with my brother Rick and me. And um, Penguin are releasing it.
0: Lovely. And when you have um, come to do the book, has it brought up any recollections, or any memories, or any feelings of? Oh yeah, we've
1: had to have, we've had the. To cast our minds back a lot obviously and uh it's it's pretty good actually i think um between rick and me uh our memories are pretty good
0: what is perhaps a definitive or favorite memory for you from the angels
1: oh there's a number you know like um i can talk with affection of of touring around the country in the old station wagon making twenty dollars a week uh, you know, but then
0: letting, I, uh, I I then read uh, perhaps back to that Murray Engelhart book that the Angels by '79 became the highest paid live act in Australia.
1: Yeah, we were the, we were number one there for quite a while. Then uh, other bands rose too, like Cold Chisel and and Midnight Oil, of course. And uh, then you know Flowers used used to be a support act, and they be, they became Ice house mm. and hit the big time and the same with the vinyls that they were a lot of these bands actually were our support bands not not cold chisel um we would be on the same bill with cold chisel sometimes or maybe higher up the the list on uh, some occasions and i suppose when you think back then i guess we were all quite competitive i think now we just sit back and just love each band for, for who they are and what what they've done and You know, there's no competition so much these days. Um, But, you know, the recollections are fantastic. And, you know, um, touring Australia with David Bowie in 1978 was amazing. We did a lot of touring with ACDC, and a band that definitely influenced us. And, you know, the Back in Black tour, which was a happy, sad occasion because we were friends with Von Scott and he died. And and then we got to know Brian Johnson, who's a great guy. And, you know, the Back in Black tour in February 1981 was pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: When you heard of uh, Bowie's passing, did it shock you?
1: Oh, absolutely, because he's one of those guys that look forever young, you know,
0: yeah.
1: and, you know, always on the cutting edge. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't have any idea that he had cancer. Um, and In fact, I was actually uh, on the Poorong in South Australia having a picnic uh, on a beautiful summer evening, and I left my phone back in the car, and when I got back, uh, there was a message from Lee Simon from Melbourne Triple M, so I called him and he said, I wonder if I could do an interview with you about David Bowie, and I said, yeah, what's going on? He said he died, so oh, I was wow. a complete surprised and shocked to me, uh, because we became very good friends with him, uh, and he was a real gentleman.
0: Did you, and you stayed in touch after the tour?
1: Um, uh, not a lot, you know, you don't, that's the thing, you, you sort of have every intention of doing it, but, you know, everyone gets on with their own lives, but uh, I, I saw David um Um, A few years after that tour in EMI Studios in Sydney, he was recording something and so were we, so we spent a bit of time together then, but um, Mm. he he was amazing.
0: I bet. Now, I do Mm. need to ask you as well, John, currently we are running a feature called The Greatest Album of All Time, which is certainly a difficult question. I can't honestly pinpoint (laughs) just Mm -hmm. one, but if you were to, what, what would you say?
1: Well, my favourite album of all time, I guess, would be uh, Blonde on Blonde by Bob Dylan.
0: You used to play, uh, that's sort of how you learned to play music, am I correct?
1: Yeah, uh, I was a huge and still am huge Dylan fan. I mean, I learned, you know, I could sing most just about every song.
0: Which I think would surprise many people, given the nature of the Angels' sound compared to Bob Dylan's.
1: Yeah, you know, it wasn't so much the sound of uh, his backing band. The the thing is about Dylan, you know, we always pride ourselves on lyric. And, you know, lyric was very important to us. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Angels have gone on for so many years and, and still being considered, you know, a bit on the cutting edge because we, we didn't write about an era or we didn't really write any lovey-dovey songs, uh, you know, like with a teenager or, you know, a young person's perspective. And Dylan is one of the reasons for that because... Mm. Um, Both Rick and I I wrote a lot of the songs and we we were hugely influenced by Bob Dylan.
0: Fantastic. Well, John Brewster, I best let you go, but it is so wonderful to hear that you will be back in our area alongside Susie Quattro, The Baby Animals, Screaming Jets, Moving Pictures and Chocolate Starfish with the Angels on the Red Hot Summer Tour, January 2018. Thank you very much for speaking to me this morning.
1: Craig, pleasure, Pitt. It's lovely to talk to you too and I uh, look forward to the, these uh, Red Hot summer gigs. They'll be amazing.